and welcome back to Replay Gaming, the weekly video games podcast where we discuss the titles that left a lasting impression and deserved multiple playthroughs. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the punishingly hard video game Dark Souls and every game in the Souls series. Uh, joining me today, I have my good friend Sam, aka Danger Doodles. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hello. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, good. Enjoying quarantine still, of course. Yeah, just <laughs> playing lots of video games. Ah, oh, way too many, man. Way too many. Yeah, so not enough. as we discussed in the last episode, John, you've got a bit of a stream going, uh, Danger Noodles. I just watched your last episode on Ocarina of Time. It was awesome. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I've got follow-up episodes coming in the next sort of couple of days. But in the meantime, like, I've done a bunch of highlights. So I've just taken two-minute clips out of what I thought was good in the stream and just compiled them into, like, three or four videos. Nice. For bite-sized viewing. <laughs> uh, so we'll put a link at the end as well so you can uh, everyone can... We'll see your streams and stuff and keep up to date with what you're up to as well but uh today we're going to talk about dark souls we are we are going to talk about dark souls man this fucking game is so hard <laughs> you know it is hard but uh i find it's like once you finish it though you know it's the sense of accomplishment through getting it even just like finishing the first boss i've never experienced anything like it in a game you know it's just like you kill anything and you're like oh I've done it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> the sense of it, yeah, the sense of achievement you have is unreal. It's so hard. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've I downloaded the remastered edition of uh, mm. Dark Souls One for the PS4, and I mean it looks amazing yeah. and it's good to have it all kind of up to run on in the next gen consoles. But it's mm-hmm. just punishing. It's so goddamn yeah. hard. Do you know? And you've got the remaster and stuff too, which is like great. Um, because what they ended up doing was putting everything like 30 FPS. See if you played the original one. There's loads of stutter in certain bits of the game, like you entered Blight Town or something. Yeah, stutter like crazy, adding to like the difficulty, man. Honestly, I still have like a bit of nightmares about it. Yeah, I did. I did play it back on the 360 and PlayStation mm. 3. So I know you're talking about the Blight Town, and I've got some stuff on that later on as well. Ah, cool, um, cool. But yeah, it's just it's so good to have it remastered but um, yeah i've got a question for you to start off with sure and um, sure. if you were to sum up dark souls in three words uh, what would that be it's fucking hard yeah it is but it's like you get used to it and stuff but you're right like it's a hard game it's not an easy introductory game you need those years no. of experience before you can breeze through yeah it, you know? i i stumbled into this game so unknowingly um which we'll get to but it does it kicks you in the dick right away it's so goddamn hard do you know i was fortunate actually uh you're saying you went into kind of blind and stuff but uh, i'd actually heard about the game from you know him as my old flatmate callum one of my good yeah, friends yeah. and stuff play a lot of games with him uh, i heard about it from him we were living together at the time so i almost had this like tour guide in the corner that just give you little tips and stuff but he would always hold off and he wouldn't like let you know what was coming so you still got the effect you know and i could just see him every now and then like smirking in the corner and i'd be like oh something's coming something's coming (laughs) so i remember first playing it actually at your you guys flat that was when i first got introduced to it but it was like it was yeah because i think callum had talked about it at work we used to work together so he had talked about it at work and then just being over your guys flat and just kind of playing it from there but it was so Mm -hmm. It was, it was one thing to watch it, but to play it was another thing completely. Um, but yeah, I think we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. But before we get into... Yep. <laughs> um, so if you've watched, listened to the podcast before, we have a series of questions that we go through, answer why this game is so replayable or what it is that makes the game tick and why people play it over and over again. But before we get into that, I've got some stats that we're going to go through for the game. Uh, so 
Dark Souls or the Souls series is from a game developing company called From Software. So this is actually quite an old company, which a lot of people don't know. So their first game actually came out in 1994 and it was called Kingsfield and they have Kingsfield 1, 2, 3 and 4. But they also made games like Armored Core, Lost Kingdoms, um, which came out on the GameCube out of 1 and 2. But they're most popular for the, the Soul series or um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which was kind of their most recent one in the series. Uh, they've also got a game coming out which is in collaboration with George R.R. R. Martin um, called Elden Ring, which is going to be on the new next generation consoles. Oh, it's going to be Game of Thrones like level of insanity. It's going to be crazy. I check it every day. Every day I'm checking that Reddit. Like, please, just any information. There's nothing <laughs> yeah, see yet, if there's you know? anything comes out. Um, have you heard of Kingsfield yeah, um, before, their very first game? No, I hadn't actually. Like, uh, I haven't heard of it at all. Um, when you're r- rattling off the list sort of there, I kind of realized I played Armored Core. I have uh, Yeah, I played Armored played Core way before. back when. But um, Kingsfield actually came out in 1994. It was their very first game. That's crazy. And I watched some kind of Let's Play videos of it before the podcast. Mm-hmm. And... Like, this is the way to imagine it. If Doom and Castlevania had a baby, it's a first person, like, <laughs> almost medieval style looking game. Yeah. It's all like in castles and it's very low polygon, and you're kind of walking around slashing yeah. like really low quality enemies. And um, yeah, it looks yeah. pretty good, but this is definitely, you can see where Dark Souls gets its structure from and where they've just built yeah. and built and built and built on the, on mm-hmm. the, the platform, which is really cool. I'm going to have to check it out now, man. Yeah, if you there's let's plays on YouTube and stuff you can watch of it, which is really cool. But mm. um, it's just, yeah, just some of the the noises you hear on the game when there's like slashing like bugs. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The old noises, man. We discussed this in the last podcast. The sort of old polygon noises. They're just beautiful. Yeah, anyone that's kept up to date with From Software from the start, the, the, these noises will be like engraved in their memories. <laughs> but as of a so just some more stats as of 2020 the soul series in total sold over 27 million copies which is really good and um, the game was so critically acclaimed with the release of dark souls one and people cite it as some of the best games ever made um, and that's mostly due to the kind of very very high difficulty that you have but the uh, the inaugural game in the series was actually called demon souls for the playstation 3 and um, which came out in 2010 did you ever play demon souls I did actually, you know, um, Dark Souls was my first one that I played, but after I played it and I was itching for more and this was before number two and stuff was out. Mm. So I, uh, I just got on a PS3 and I'd seen it was only on the PS3, if I remember, that might be wrong. Uh, yeah, but, it was on the PS3. Uh, ah, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And I remember playing through that and, uh, that was really hard too. That's the thing. Like, um, the first one was hard, but you've kind of got a lot of those bonfires and stuff. So yeah. you can like rest and kind of, you feel like you're progressing somewhat. So I Demon's actually... Souls wasn't like that, man. Yeah, I never played Demon Souls at all. I've I've watched some Let's Plays mm. since uh, starting like the research for this and stuff, and it is you can yeah. see like, obviously the the software that they that well the I say the systems that they use and how the game engine just develops over time. So when you get from like Demon yeah, Souls to Dark yeah. Souls three, um, yeah, it's just a build upon build on. I mean, if it's not broken, don't mm-hmm. fix it. Um, yeah, to, totally, man. I yeah, think definitely. From Software kind of use this formula. And a lot of the games, and it can seem quite samey, but the games are so addictive that you don't really mind that much, I don't think. What I find is, like, even though it's, like, uh, samey and things like that, there's been a lot of different companies trying to replicate. It's, like, the Souls-like games. You yeah, know? So, so got, like, yeah, a lot of them do have that kind of mm-hmm. quality to them now, which is quite crazy. And the fact it's called, like, Soulsborne type games is, is mad. They've got a whole genre 
just yeah. dedicated to what they've created you know and that's mad yeah really. it, it, the, the, the games are so popular like dark souls 3 broke sales records upon its release it was the fastest selling game in bandai namco's history it sold over 3 million copies worldwide in a month which is really big for a souls type game and um, as yeah, you're saying yeah. the the games themselves are so popular but they as well as being like really really hard and punishingly hard like there's a group of crazy people who do like speed runnings of the game where they, they they run around in the game with like no armor and stuff it is fucking crazy like, <laughs> all right i've got some things here so for dark souls one two and three what do you think yeah. the fastest time i mean this is including glitches and stuff so Mm-hmm. they're not doing the full game start to finish like in one yeah, run speed through run rules. yeah i mean the speed running rules i mean they have a list of criteria and stuff but i went on speedrun mm-hmm. website like the official website for speedrunners and stuff yeah. and for dark souls one any percentage run through what do you think the fastest time is at the moment god i mean it took me about 100 hours but <laughs> these speedrunners we're talking about i could maybe think oh, i don't like 15 hours even then, that seems so crazy off. to You're me. So uh, <laughs> like 10 hours, 5 hours, I don't know. 31 minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> so some I guy... lost so much, like so many hours of my life to these games, man. There's no way some dude's doing it in half an hour. Yeah, so to these people, if you don't beat the game in under an hour, you're dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so the number one speed record on speedrunning web uh, website for dark souls one any percentage is 31 minutes and 14 seconds from a dude in germany the dark souls 2 is 50 minutes and 19 seconds from some guy from new zealand and number three was done in 32 minutes so these guys are obviously cutting out a massive portion of the game and missing a lot of bosses but they do i've watched so many videos now of these people doing it and they have this like same system that they go through where they have to mm-hmm. try and find x ring x weapon and if it doesn't drop they start the whole speed run again because they're yeah, randomized yeah. and they also do it mm-hmm. with like no armor on because it, it makes them faster, faster. Oh, yeah fucked uh, these people crazy. are absolute psychopaths i remember um checking out like super mario 64 speed runs and it's like the, the glitches they're all because they're allowed to utilize all the glitches and stuff yeah, which exactly. makes these insane kind of speed runs did you say it was three minutes for the dark souls 2 did i just miss no, it uh, no 50 minutes and 19 seconds ah 50 i was gonna say because that game's huge i was like yeah, if someone's yeah. completed in three minutes i don't even think i've got through the first cutscene in that time no i forgot to mention on the last podcast that we did together the ocarina of time there's a speedrunner one of that and it's just like the quickest time to beat the game but there's actually a glitch in kokiri forest where yeah. you do this kind of series of stuff and you glitch into a shop and it cues a cutscene and sometimes it's the very end cutscene for the game oh, really? so some people have done it in seven <laughs> minutes the whole like from yeah i don't i can't consider that a beat the game speed run though yeah yeah, yeah. it's course, crazy yeah. but i think i'm going to feature quite a lot of these speed running statistics in the future episodes because they're just so interesting mm. to see how mental these fucking people are it's it's nice to know like how terrible you are at games isn't it that's the thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's if, humbling if, if i ever think i'm getting good at a game i'm just gonna be like yeah i done that guy done it in 10 minutes though you know yeah it's <laughs> fucking i try to do some of the glitches that's some of these people show and it's just fucked i i tried to do, do some of the stuff that they did to beat like the first bosses and stuff as well that get them through yeah. like the first areas really quickly and just yeah got wrecked instantly <laughs> 
as oh, well man. as uh, all the stats here i'm gonna go what usually we do is like a quick story synopsis now the, the the funny thing about dark Souls series is that you can look for the story but you have to look pretty hard i mean you i did the first runs of the games without knowing anything about what was going on and you don't have mm-hmm. any direction of where you're going to and you have to kind of delve into the lore to find out what the main stories are but i found a synopsis here that kind of broadly covers all all the souls games which i think is pretty good so the world of dark souls is a world of cycles kingdoms rise and fall ages come and go and even time can end and restart as the flame fades and is renewed these cycles are linked to the first flame a mysterious manifestation of life that divides and defines separate states and such as heat and cold or life and death so that's pretty sums up a lot of the games um everything everything <laughs> is linked yeah, back does. to the first flame but it's the different I suppose the different towns and cities and lands that they're mm-hmm. all based in. So Dark Souls One is set in Lordran, and Dark Souls Two is set in Dran, uh, Drang Lake. Is that it? Yeah, that yeah, Dr- yeah. Drang Lake. Because you get to Drang Lake Castle. Yeah. Then it's Dark Souls Three is Lothric, and even Bloodborne is set in a city, Yarnum. So these all have different, obviously, features, and they have different like landmarks and stuff. But they all focus around the first flame, essentially, is their. Mm-hmm. Um, main story driven kind of premise do you know what i really like about the the lore and stuff is that uh everyone comes away with something different like that's um what you've said totally makes sense and everything but when i'm playing through them and stuff i always thought kind of in my head that uh it was almost like you're in limbo that's what it is like you're in limbo you're in this constant state of doesn't matter if you die uh you know you come back to life and you come back to life and it keeps going and it keeps going and stuff but uh eventually People have been in limbo so long that they turn mad and then they turn hollow and that's what the enemies are sort of thing. So it's yeah, weird. Like, I kind of got like limbo from the thing, but I've talked to a bunch of people and everyone gets like such a different story from the game, from the same game, from what you're being told. And maybe that's why it's nice that it's so vague, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Because I mean, every person, you can make it unique to that that person's experience and mm. how they play the game can kind of tailor their thoughts about it as well. That's really cool. Takeaway, actually. Yeah, yeah. So this actually segues us into the, the the first of our questions. I mean, so what it is do you think about makes Dark Souls such a good and replayable game? Uh, I know you've played it countless times, but what is it that keeps bringing you back? Well, in terms of like bringing me back, it's, you know, it's the atmosphere of the games, it's the feeling of them. But a big one for me in the Souls games is, because I've always played them with friends, is the multiplayer is so good, you know? And you don't yeah. get that in a lot of those kind of single-player games. You don't get a lot of the... It's nice that you have the host world and your pals are coming in and they're like your helpers and you can get invaded and things like that. But also, like, the parts um, in, like, you know, there's PvP, but there's this, like, PvP fight club in every single game, right? <laughs> and it's where there's a designated spot... And no one ever tells you this. You just kind of figure it out, right? And you, you make stumble a fight into club. It. What you do? Yeah, and you you invite all these like red phantoms and white phantoms and everything, and you sit like uh, you sit on this little bit where everyone would sit, and you point down. And then what you're saying is to these two random dudes from across the world, you're like, fight, fight for my amusement <laughs> and stuff. But there's no there's no feature in the game for that. It's the very gladiators, it, you know? isn't it? Like it's mad. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And there's all these rules you have to figure out as well. Like, so you can't heal up during the fight. And the way you figure these out is when you get into your first fight, you're like, oh, cool, like a fight club and that. And you get hit, so you take a drink. Every single one of those guys summoned in knows that if one dude takes a drink, you got to jump them. You have to jump them. Like, they're dead. It's it's fucking against dog the rules. But again, beat the shit out of them. Yeah, you're never taught these things, man. You know, and stuff like that that really keeps me coming back to playing the game because there's that community there and it's, uh, it's just kind of fun. I mean, I couldn't really 
talk about what keeps you coming back and miss out the combat as well is is hands down the best kind of like souls s game combat nothing compares each weapon like feels amazing and heavy and you know like the hitboxes are so good and stuff and uh i don't know enough no combats come close apart from monster hunter for me none of those come close really yeah the combat system in it is absolutely crazy um mm, i think that mm-hmm. is one of the reasons that so many people like it because it is you really have to think about like strategically about where you're going to hit or how you're going to hit an opponent yeah. or how you're going to say approach a mob uh, or a set mm-hmm. boss and there is a degree of repetition to that because once you do it over and over again you know these guys only hit this way or you have like two seconds to jump out of the way yeah and it's all about learning the move sets yeah i think it can be quite a, an addictive thing for people and it is mm-hmm. it really draws you back more and more because the more you get better at it the more you're like yeah i can fucking wreck this game this game's my bitch. yeah oh, and, definitely and I mean, also like, the bragging rights of being able to say you can absolutely destroy dark souls and like yeah not lose that much health or go through barely any estus flasks or anything like that mm-hmm. it's such a brag uh yeah <laughs> it's a total yeah, mic drop yeah. when you beat the game with like minimum deaths <laughs> me and uh me and calvin again just talked about um why do i keep coming back to the game is uh Every time we do it, I pick like a different class or a daft playthrough to do. It's me and like my pal Cam, we always do it. So I'll give you a little list of the things we've done. We did a no weapon run through. Fuck Only off. fists. That's it. Ho- yeah, totally, man. To- I've got the <laughs> videos. No weapons, man. No weapons. I got videos, so trust me, right? <laughs> we did. I did uh, only shields. Only shield run through. We've done. So uh, tech. Yeah, we did. Uh, we both went as shrek in the third game <laughs> i we seen a video sw- of people doing yeah, shrek and we, donkey and puss and boots yeah. and just sitting <laughs> in a swamp <laughs> and we just like anytime we got near we were just like this is my swamp and <laughs> just running after him with this big club man honestly but you can make your own fun you know that's the thing so it's like uh you know and it's not just the daft ones and things like that each different class and stuff plays so differently every single weapon in the whole game is so different from the other one there's similar ones obviously but they're so vast and different that it's like it's a different experience every time you go through the game if you want it to be if you don't want it to be you can sword and shield yeah you can just do it the normal kind of bread and butter way of just pick your class kind of find level up find weapons level up do your whole thing but Mm -hmm. yeah i think it does come to a degree of once you learn the map and learn that game inside out you can start doing these kind of funny runs and also it just shows you like what a boss you are at the game as well that brag rights <laughs> it's easier with two people trust me yeah I can it's imagine. way easier if you got two people daft with no weapons it's a lot easier than one so <laughs> mate i'm still fucking struggling on the remaster <laughs> it sucks <laughs> we'll get you through it man we'll get you through it have you completed all the dark souls then i have i've completed all the dark souls and i've completed bloodborne and demon souls as well nice. Do you know i actually didn't um complete sekiro uh again it's multiplayer is a big part of this game for me the invasions are really tense the fights are really intense when there's other people you know that's the thing yeah but sekiro didn't have any multiplayer or anything like that i'm sure it's a great game but that's why i played it you know it seems it seems really cool like i've seen a lot of the playthroughs and um i've seen like footage of like the final boss and get people getting fucking wrecked on it but (laughs) i've only it's such a bad thing but i've only actually fully completed dark souls 3 it's good when it came, complete, i mean it was really good i really loved that game but i've never mm-hmm. that's why i got the remaster as well because i've never actually got through to the very end without abs- yeah. like rage quitting a million times 
and yeah, i'm only i'm yeah. only up to the gargoyles again on this remaster run but i'm really enjoying mm-hmm. it so far so i will get through it push through it but it's just yeah it really takes a toll on your life <laughs> yeah the, the thing about the first one as well man is it's a, such a labyrinth mm. it's, which is one thing i really like about it everywhere leads to somewhere else that leads back to where you were and the shortcuts and teleports and it's such a labyrinth and it's so well intricately designed level wise yeah. the first one far better than the other two but it's harder because of it i've definitely got some thoughts for the pet peeves yeah (laughs) so moving on uh so we talked about the kind of battle system and stuff but what are other things about the game that you really like so the mechanics the characters etc etc okay so you know the characters i think are amazing as well Uh, i've got uh one i'll talk about later because it's in my favorite moments sort of thing rather than just things i liked right but it's to do with sif and artorius is this storyline between these two uh a man and his dog type thing but i'll talk yeah. about that later on um do you know i really like the sanctuaries and things like that in that game and i know that sounds weird and stuff but they're this one little tiny safe spot nothing else is safe nothing yeah. at all and whenever i come back to sanctuary or Firelink or wherever it is at that time uh depending on the game whenever i come back to it it's the only time i feel truly just like ah I don't have to worry about invasions. I don't have to worry about enemies creeping up. I don't have to worry about anything. I can just sell my stuff and buy some armor. It's really nice little... You can breathe a big sigh of relief when you get there. It does yeah. totally take the weight off and know that if you've built up a massive amount of souls or you've had all these mm. things, you can sell your items and you can get some... Like, upgrade your upgrade guy. Upgrade those weapons. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it is such a... Like you said, it is a safe haven and it is that kind of relief sensation. I have that on um on my what i really liked as well um one mm-hmm. thing that's really cool we're talking about like upgrading your weapons and stuff the things i really liked yeah. about the um the game was the rings i thought they were such a cool addition oh, yeah definitely because they were also like a speedrunner's bread and butter like they need a certain ring to do so much damage when they are on low health it's called the red tear stone ring so mm-hmm. it boosts your damage by 50 percent if your health is below 20 percent so when you get absolutely mm-hmm. wrecked that's how they beat bosses in like three hits so when you find out how to get yeah. it and stuff is and for someone like me who's really shit at the game when you get that massive like damage boost it really fucking helps <laughs> i never made use of that ring actually um, yeah just because i'm an immediate full healther i'm always full health like no matter what because i know i can get one shot <laughs> well i get to the point where it's, it's too risky for me to even heal so mm-hmm. i just like yeah, totally. being able to try and get a lucky hit and it's so good i need to learn how to parry yeah, more yeah. Oh, that's hard man and every game is different as well like yeah, i can do it in two and three but it's hard in one you know yeah the ring yeah so the rings are a really cool addition but the combat is the thing that i think most people will go back time and time again for um it's just so well polished now and especially in dark souls 3 i loved the, the combat mechanics i thought they were so mm-hmm. smooth and you, you could feel the weight of your attacks so you knew if you're hitting that heavy attack that you're you're gonna fucking wreck somebody yeah yeah that's the thing as you just said you you really feel the weight of the attacks yeah. and you're on a controller it seems really weird but that's the thing i think only dark souls and monster hunter have done well is the weapon really feels as it looks you know yeah. if you got this giant sword when even the rumble and things like that when you hit something and it staggers back and stuff it feels like you've hit it not just 
here's some health. Yeah, going, I think you know? if you're using like a big broadsword as well, it's the anticipation of trying to get that hit in before you get hit. It's that's what gives you mm-hmm. the sensation of like the weight of it. You're like, come on, yeah, you yeah. fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I never thought about that. Actually, yeah, but you're I think probably right because yeah. you are waiting to try and get those like perfect hits in and stuff. And even if with shield, you're mm-hmm. not safe. So there's so many things no. that can break through your 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 stamina gauge and stuff. So yeah, I think that gravity of that situation, using the, sh- the shields or big heavy weapons, you really do feel that weight. But this also brings yeah, us on yeah, to yeah, the, yeah. the things that annoy you about the game because the f- fucking difficulty of it makes it impossible to hit some enemies. So yeah, <laughs> let's let's hear your pet peeves and your things that annoy you about Dark Souls because it's gonna be a long fucking section. Uh, I th- my pet peeves. What annoyed me about Dark Souls? I mean, like the whole of Dark Souls annoys me about Dark <laughs> know, Souls, but you sucks. know that's that's like that's part of the charm, I think, because yeah. uh, the feeling of, of like accomplishment once you've finished a boss is unparalleled. There's no other game where I'm just like sweating and I'm just I'm <laughs> on the edge of my seat and I'm like, no, 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 I'm one hit, he's one hit, sort of thing. Honestly, it's just a, a big feeling of like success and things. But uh, anyway, um, I think my main proper actual gripe with the game, though. It's also my favorite part is the multiplayer, it's the PvP. And uh, it's a very specific nice. reason as to why. Um, so when you're doing PvP and things like that, uh, as you know, with the hitboxes and stuff in the game, it really needs to be 100% accurate. But yeah. what you get, um, because it's client-based servers, it's a bit technical, but it's uh, you've got a host of the game. Now everyone is now connecting to that host and what's happening in the host world is then displayed in what's happening in their world instead of having like dedicated servers, uh, you know, like FPSs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what that means is there's actually, depending on the person who you're connected to's internet, how well and how smooth things are going to go. So if you're doing like PvP or even boss fights and things like that, and they don't have the best internet, you're the one who suffers because suddenly they're getting phantom hits in on you. You know, they can hit you from a mile away with a sword and they're teleporting all over the place and stuff. I think if any game was going to like benefit from dedicated servers, I think Dark Souls probably would the most so that's nice. kind of my biggest gripe about it. It's just the lag almost, you know? Yeah, because it, it really fucks up your playthrough. Yeah, I've definitely got a few things that fucking annoy me about this game. Um, <laughs> I think most of this stuff is quite standard. I mean, it is such a hard game, but that is, again, part of the charm, like we said. I have mm-hmm. a special hatred for the fucking chests that eat you. <laughs> I've never yeah. felt I've never felt fear or <laughs> anger quite like it when you think, oh fuck yes, getting some new loot here and that thing just bursts open and you don't realise for yeah. a split second and it starts eating you sh- your shit up. <laughs> uh, Biggest jump scare ever in my life was when I first encountered one of those. Yeah, I'm, you yeah, totally you're absolutely don't realize, right. And you just no. get totally sucked in and that motherfucker eats you up so hard. And yeah, I, I, <laughs> I hate it. My other fucking big pet peeve is just cliffs in general. <laughs> like you cannot walk along a cliff edge. You know the bit with all like the dragons and stuff like that? Um, when you're trying yeah. to you're trying to like just go out past there's all the different uh, what they call werverins and the dragons and stuff oh yeah, and, yeah. oh god that shit that is it's, uh, frustrating I know, the ancient dragon isn't it yeah it's, it's frustrating an old one yeah yeah they, you know they kind of rectified that a bit in two and three but um 
anywhere you can fall and die in a game, I will inevitably fall and die in that point. Like, it just, I'm going to do it, you know, by accident every yeah. time. And I, when they take out all the lights in the level, it makes it even worse. <laughs> there is a double edge to that, though, because you can also sometimes trick the enemy AIs to fall off the cliff and win a boss fight mm. somehow. So if there, I can't remember the name of the enemy but there's one day you're on the top of a building or like on a bridge or something and you can trick them. You, if you like go around their feet, sometimes they fall back, they mm-hmm. stagger and they fall off the top and then you win. It's great. Yeah. I can't remember the name there's, of that. Uh, Dark of Souls 2. There's, I think it's, oh, uh, it's before uh, Smaug and Ornstein in the same area, but the main way, not the side way. If you go that way, there is a boss in there where you've got to pull three levers and it raises up the floor. Yeah. But if you pull one, eventually, um, and you get into the ring, just dodge around him a little, he'll just jump off. Nice. He just jumps off, full boss done, and immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's kind of a downside as well. Yeah. It, apart from that, there's the game's absolute class. There's not much I actually really hate about it. It is annoying, but that's just inherent for being a Dark Souls game. So mm-hmm. with that, we'll move on to what your favorite part of the game is. Okay, th- if this is legal, I have two. I have two <laughs> favorite parts. Yeah. Um, one's very quick. So uh, the first time you get to Anorlando. Yeah. So Anorlando, for people who haven't played the game, is this massive castle. It's a gold and white kind of like paradise. And up until you've been there in the game, everything's been kind of like ruinous and swampy and things like that. And you feel like, oh, I guess this is just the aesthetic of the game. But then you get to Anorlando and these massive castles and big, huge knights and things. It just blew my mind when I first uh, uh, encountered it, you know? I just, I didn't expect it whatsoever. But I think my ne- my other sort of favorite park uh, is, so there's these two NPCs, which I talked about earlier, called yeah. Sif and Artorius. Now Sif's a dog and Artorius is a knight. And Dark Souls, they did something really clever. And what they done was, in the original, without the DLC and things like that, you would fight Sif. He was an optional person to go kill. He's a big wolf with a sword and stuff. You just go fight him. You get Sif's ring and things like that. Um, but when they brought out the DLC, what they ended up doing was putting Artorius in and creating this storyline at the same time. So if you haven't killed Sif and you go and kill Artorius, when you get to the end of the DLC, Sif will come and help you in the final bite against uh, final fight against magnus the end boss there oh that's cool but then yeah so yeah so then this is it gets sadder it gets actually sad this one i know so right you make friends with sif and stuff but you've killed artorius and that so you go back to the main world and if you haven't fought sif yet you can go and fight him and the cutscene introduces is sif recognizes you and he sniffs you for a little while before getting like defensive because you're at like artorius's grave uh, and then the fight goes on, goes on as normal. But when you get him to about like one quarter health, he stops attacking you and he just walks and he's like, like got an injured leg and stuff and just whines at you. Now he won't attack you from oh that point. God. So you have to kill him to get past it or anything. But uh, what I actually ended up doing, cause he's an optional boss, you get this item called uh, homeward bone. I was just like, I seen him limping about and stuff. I was like, I can't do this, man. I can't kill him. He's just got to live. He's my pal. <laughs> so I ended up homeward boning out of there, doing the whole game, every single boss, not going near him again. Just being like, you rest, buddy. You rest. <laughs> but it's really sad, you know? It's just I didn't expect to connect with these two characters that have such little sort of definition and things anyway. But you kind of make yeah. this friend and everything's so aggressive and especially the bosses and things like that. They're so aggressive and it's so anti-people, this world. That making yeah. a friend there was really rare. And then you have to kill that friend. Oh, it was heartbreaking, man. But it was also amazing, you know, story-wise. So uh, yeah, what about you? What's your favorite poem? Um, 
so just quickly touching on yours as well i mean that definitely brings up some more like i am legend kind of feels when he's in the bathtub mm, with his dog mm-hmm. like, you definitely don't want to kill absolutely i think you've just got a soft spot oh. for dogs anyway but <laughs> I, I do i do i've got two anyway so i was never killing one in a game no yeah, way <laughs> no, definitely. i think that's really cool you can have like a connection with these kind of bosses because mostly mm-hmm. you're like fuck that boss fuck this i need to get out of there straight yeah. away so i so, hate that guy yeah it's really cool that you i've brought up something i never know about the game as well so that's cool that you can mm-hmm. one have that connection with a, a character and a boss um but you can also completely sidestep that if you didn't want to which is really cool mm-hmm. mines doesn't say sound... morality thing yeah. which you don't get mine doesn't sound <laughs> half as good now <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so my favorite part is not so much to do with the story as yours was but it's just that overwhelming sensation when you find a bonfire it's yeah, such absolutely. an absolutely incredible feeling that you can't replicate in any other game apart from like a souls <laughs> game because when you're like, you're grinding you've got hundreds of souls thousands of souls even and then you're you're trilling through all these bits and especially if it's somewhere that you haven't explored yet and you're mm-hmm. really lost or in the shit and you see that fucking bonfire it's such <laughs> a good feeling because then you're like yeah. i can i can restore all my flasks i can upgrade i can level up and then or you can travel mm-hmm. i mean it's just a fucking feeling of relief unlike any other yeah it's like you're trying to take the world's biggest shit and then you finally find a toilet <laughs> that's yeah that... right though like there's no other bigger sense of relief than finding a bonfire because i mean you could have poured an hour and a half into the last yeah. section going by and creeping and creeping you'll never find your souls any again. enemy can take you out last second never find the souls again that's an hour and a half totally wasted Fucking apart from now you know the level wasted that's why you, yeah. a lot of people rage quit out because it's so frustrating mm-hmm. to lose all that progress for nothing yeah and for literally nothing mm-hmm. for like missed time in a jump and falling off a cliff or one little dick jumping out of nowhere and stabbing you in the gut it's yeah. so frustrating there's also loads of bits like unless you played through it you wouldn't know it was there and exactly. they can one shot you sort of yeah, things like traps and things like that it's the weird <laughs> enemies that just like flail at you sporadically and you don't know it and you <laughs> it goes like they're so easy to kill but then they just come out of nowhere and they're like yeah 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 and yeah, you're dead. yeah. the little thrall guys yeah and you can kill them like one hit but when there's like 10 of them you're like oh god they do damage like- yeah i wasted <laughs> fucking two hours for no reason <laughs> <laughs> right moving on <laughs> uh cool so this brings us to another kind of pivotal moment in our podcast and really in a game is what we call our oh shit moment so this moment where you knew the game wasn't fucking around or there's uh, something happens in the story most games have this kind of moment and everyone usually has a different uh, answer so sam what was your oh shit moment for dark souls for dark souls one specifically uh I mean, because I'd never played it and stuff before the very beginning when you have to fight that boss. Yeah, I was. He, I think his name's like Abyssal Demon uh, or something so like that. So the Asylum Demon. Demon. Asylum Demon. That's the one. When you have to fight him and you've never played a Souls-like game or even heard or even know what Dark Souls is, and you're thinking, I've killed some of these knights and stuff. Like I'm kind of getting good. And then you have to fight him, and you've, you you find suddenly that everything you've learned so far is useless because this dude's got a massive club, you know? Mate, <laughs> it's I'm like not going to lie, you have the exact same oh shit moment as me. <laughs> that is the most... It just opens so well, man. It's the most perfect oh shit moment when you think of a game like this yeah. because <laughs> you get through the first couple of enemies and you're kind of like, oh yeah, and you don't even have a weapon yet at this point. Like, you don't have a proper mm. sword yet. But I went as a, a warrior class, so I didn't have a sword or anything because you need to get through to the next mm-hmm. part to get your weapons, depending on what class you have. You have, like, bombs and stuff. But you get into mm-hmm. this bit, and you see that big, 
bastard dropped down and then you are really oh shit what do i do and mm-hmm. i've seen speedrunners throw three bombs and before the guy's health bar even shows up he's half dead it's crazy oh, i don't understand <laughs> i don't understand it at all but then you are literally like they're defenseless no weapon no shield and you don't even mm-hmm. know the fucking game yet so you're like it is no. the definition oh shit moment Mm-hmm. And you just got to figure out at that point. You got to run to the door. Yeah. It never tells you, nor shows the door, and the door is hidden. So yeah. it's like, just run to the door, avoid him. <laughs> yeah, Come back later, get, choose, get weapons. <laughs> but it doesn't tell you that. <laughs> I've actually got a really good um, oh shit moment as well. Uh, so when you go through the skeletons uh, and you go through that whole area, it's on the way to like Grave Lord Neo, right? Yeah. There's this one dark area. It's totally dark. You can take a torch and stuff. There's all these skeletons hiding. That alone's terrifying enough. However, right, there's this one part where you go around a mountain and this is the very end as well. That's the, it's the, not the end of the game, but it's the end of the level. You, you've not had a bonfire, as you were saying, in a very long time and that relief has not been there. You know you're <laughs> going to lose so much stuff, you know? But you go around the side of this mountain and you just see this, there's this one skeleton. He's just taking like pot shot arrows at you. I'm like, all right, okay. So I'm, I'm going, I've got my shield up and stuff. I'm like... Man, you are so dead when I get to you. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm so I finally get a up. bit closer. Yeah, I'm just like, revenge is happening, right? <laughs> so I finally, like, I run all the way to the skeleton, right? And I don't realize, I, t- I lock onto the guy, I'm about to hit him. And as I'm about to hit him, there's this cutout in the mountain that you can't see from anywhere at all unless you were there. And there's another skeleton there. And he just booted me straight <laughs> off. One hit, that was it. And I was sat there. It was like 10 minutes of like looking at the skeleton. Like, I'm going to get you, man. Just wait until like you're done with your arrows. And there's just a second one. Just boots you straight off. I've never been so angry at anything, but also absolutely left laughing my head off. You know, I was just like, who puts a skeleton there? From software, you moments. bastards. There's like. those moments when you're like, if I don't fucking laugh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god that is um, so typical of the dark soul series to have that kind of bullshit and trickery mm-hmm. everywhere you can't trust anything you can't even trust the fucking chest like this is a ridiculous no <laughs> do you know in one of the games there's a couple of bonfires you can't even trust <laughs> yeah that's a fun one i know you've not played number two but there's uh oh, just be a bit wary with some of them yeah <laughs> fuck this game <laughs> Um, <laughs> right man so we're getting to the next section um does this game hold up in 2020 i think it's pretty clear that it fucking does it absolutely does and even the first one i mean you know even if you didn't play the remaster of one or two uh they all hold up yeah they're all so well designed so well done you can i, I can't speak their praises enough me and i play them every single year without yeah. fail every single year and the, the way I play them is I go, which one was the longest since I played, right? I played this one, you know, a year ago. I'll play that one. And then I played that one. I want to play them all, you know, Bloodborne included. So, yeah, I was about to so say, they absolutely even, hold up, even yeah. Bloodborne included, like I definitely play these games a lot. And just mm-hmm. because of the, if you have time to kill and you have the, the, the hours to put into it, it's such a exciting game to play. Yeah. Yes, it is yeah, yeah. very stressful. And yes, it is very blood pressure intense yeah blood blood pressure rising (laughs) kind of anger that you get with it but yeah it does absolutely hold up like you're saying even without Mm -hmm. the remaster it's so good these games that the fact that people are mimicking that style even the new star wars game Mm -hmm. is souls-esque where you have to kind of jump in absolutely stab a couple times and jump back out again you really have Mm -hmm. to it's a formula that they've perfected 
I think, and Absolutely. the fact that other games are Lots copying of people that. Have tried. Yeah, the the fact that people are copying, well, maybe not so much copying, but implementing that formula into their games to give mm-hmm. it a bit more of a harder experience, or maybe just to try and mm-hmm. give pl- players Satisfying, a bit more of a probably, challenge. I guess. Yeah. 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 I think because they know now that there's a market for it. Maybe this type of thing could have been done years ago, but it's a risky manu- like move to do. What should we do? Make a game that's really, really, really hard. How are you going to sell that to people? You yeah, know? It's know. a risk in itself making something like that. And this... then they've done it and turns out everyone loves it. Yeah, it links back to as well. And we're then, talking about yeah. people not even being able really following the story because they're buying the game based on the recommendation of their friends like i did mm-hmm. saying oh man this game's super hard it wasn't because oh you gotta check out the story the story is fucking awesome there is an amazing story and the people that are dedicated to that story are super into it the lore goes on yeah. and on and on and on but for people like myself and maybe yourself you were first introduced to the game you were we're all like oh, this game's fucking solid. Let's have a bash at it. And then you realize yeah. you, you get good at it and then you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep playing. And then the more they bring them out, but over mm-hmm. from software from the beginning must have just been upping the difficulty on all their games. Because even from uh, yeah. Knightsfield, they don't tell you where to go. They don't give you anything. You just go. And then mm-hmm. that's what the kind of foundation of the Soul Saga have been based off. And it's fucking worked for the most part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they brought a Souls game every year, people would people, buy them. But- I would, absolutely. Yeah. It's been too long since the last one already. You know, they were pretty quick at releasing them in between each one as well, and they'd always have, like, a remaster of Bloodborne or whatnot. Yeah. So there was these golden, maybe, like, four or five years of I always had a main game to look forward to. I think it's the only games I've ever pre-ordered all of them after I played the first, (laughs) you know? I don't pre-order games at all, but I absolutely will pre-order those. Yeah, simpler times. (laughs) Yeah. So this one would be a good question for you. Uh, Probably a really, really hard question. What do you think is the best in the series? Oh, oh, that's very hard. I mean, it for someone like hard. me, I think the third one's the best in the series because I've completed it yeah. one. Uh, and two, I think it's just the best, the more polished one of them all. Uh, I think they mm-hmm. they worked out all the kinks that maybe were a problems in the last one. It feels really good to play for me. So I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I want to rip my heart out every two seconds. Uh, so yeah. that's my favorite <laughs> for that reason. Um, but what about yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it varies, but uh, I'll give you what I like the most, I guess, about each one. Yeah. Because um, it kind of ties it all together. So the first one, what I like the most is the story in the world and the lore and all that kind of thing, the PvE sort of side of it. Um, in number two, I think what they had was maybe not the best uh, storyline, per se, or perhaps even world, but their combat was absolutely the best. And the PvP was the best in any any of the games whatsoever. Yeah, I think the the main consensus on a lot of reviews and stuff was that the second one, the combat, like you said, was the absolute best. And mm. that's when they hit their Didn't peak. Didn't be able to dual wield in any wanted. Yeah, that's to say, they could they peaked in the combat sense. But then I think that everyone kind of notoriously agreed that number three was the more polished of them. And that's where most players felt more mm. comfortable being. Yeah, definitely. I think it's. I think number three is a really good amalgamation, but it's not quite as good level design or story wise as the first one. Yeah. Not quite. It's still amazing, but it's not quite as good, and it's not quite as good at the PvP in terms of like fairness and stuff. It's more fun in three, mm. but there's a lot of kind of things you can abuse in those sort of games, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but three is like they took everything and just made everything as a whole really good. Maybe it's not the best that they've done in terms of like certain aspects but i think it's the best overall in that kind of aspect but 
because I'm massively into multiplayer in these games and because uh, Dark Souls 2 is so large, it's got three DLCs and stuff as well. Oh, man, Dark Souls so 2 big. is my favorite, is which is controversial, game. I know, but man, I just, when you multiplayer in with friends and things like that, 2 is the best. It just is. And the invasions and the fight clubs and the, everything like that is the best in 2, in my personal opinion. I'm yeah. sure many people disagree, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've definitely stirred the pot somewhere online. So <laughs> it's all personal <laughs> opinions at the end of the day. But yeah, I think. I would definitely think I agree with everything you say. I think three for myself is the more pleasurable experience, and yeah, I've, I've definitely enjoyed playing. I play them all, but the, yeah, three is probably my favorite. And if you're going with two, that's awesome, yeah. man. I think you're right. I think three is probably the best now to start off playing. I think yeah, which is weird. Uh, Starting a third a pre- in a series, yeah, yeah, isn't it? It's very strange. But I think you get much more of an appreciation for some of the other things in the other games when you've played through three, and it's kind of it's more up to date and it's smoother and. People might get more into it. Yeah. I would say play three, then Bloodborne, then two. No, then one, then two. Yeah. Which is strange. I think, I that's, think that's a really I good sequence as. as well, actually. But I think mm-hmm. even in three, like the opening 10, 15 minutes before you get to the first boss just perfectly sums mm-hmm. up what the game's about, how the controls are managed. Um, even all the messages yeah. and stuff, they, they really help you. For me, who's massively not experienced in these games, but still loves to play them, it really helped mm-hmm. me because, I mean, previous to buying three, I'd only played it a year flat. So I think I'd, mm-hmm. I played it yeah. a couple of times yeah. and it just really f- fucked me over a few times. But apart from that, <laughs> you you've, you see the level design and because it's more polished and it feels a bit more fluid, yeah, you're definitely better off starting on third in the series. Yeah. Do you know you actually mentioned something there that I can't believe I've mentioned not mentioned yet? What's that? Which is the messages on the ground. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe I totally forgot about these. One, they could be absolutely hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're one, so good. one time I seen this, there's like there's this like dead woman over a tree stump, and someone underneath it had like managed to string together the sentence "tongue butthole," <laughs> so just because it was right yeah, at her butt, right? So, so that's hilarious. It's a super serious game, and you're like. What is this piece of information on the ground? Is it going to tell me, you know, is this a secret of some kind? Do I have yeah. to hit it and a fog door will appear? Or should I be wary of certain enemies around the corner or try fire, etc.? No, someone's just put a joke on the floor right there. Okay, yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, there's there's a whole series <laughs> of um, like videos and pictures online that's dedicated to funny messages left in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's, I can't, I, give me two seconds and I'll find some up, but there is some stupid ones. Mm-hmm. But this actually moves us I've on. I've definitely qu- read all of these. Yeah, yeah, this definitely moves us on nicely to the next section, which is like our unanswerable questions mm-hmm. or our more lighter, lighthearted, funny section of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so this relates back to what I was saying about the get the enemies that jump around the corners from you that just kind of have been sitting there. How fucking long mm-hmm. do you think those guys have been standing there for? Is it <laughs> is it days? Is it weeks? Or like like their whole fucking life waiting for you that one <laughs> guy to just one straight past them <laughs> do you know i'm really glad you said that because anytime i play a game i make sure to point out if it's something like that yeah definitely. Um, my favorite thing to do is when they smash through something so i keep thinking somebody's put this zombie right somebody's put the zombie in a little cupboard stacked up all these barrels nice outside of it and just sat in there for like 500 years and just like <laughs> here mate just like in 500 years time can you jump out at some guy smash through the barrels like i could maybe understand if he was just around the corner waiting i guess a little bit but who stacked the barrels in front of the dude yeah you know? i know right <laughs> who put him there uh. so <laughs> i've just found some of the funny 
um, messages left in Dark Souls as well. It's so funny. Mm. So I've got one here. It's a old dude in a wheelchair, and it's a message in front of him: weakness, left leg, and then right leg. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> the, He's the hexer in the wheelchair. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. It's so stupid. Then there's one of like a stupid jump where it's like the tiniest little ledge, and somebody's written, "Do it. You can make it." <laughs> Do you know my favorite thing is when they would put a secret on uh on a big cliff edge because every yeah. now and then it was a secret so i'd read the i'd read the floor and then i try and look around and see if there's any blood piles because what blood piles do is if you click them you can see the deaths of other players in other realms so i would try and find one of those but if i couldn't find one and some guy said this big hole was a secret i would just jump down it i just trusted this yeah guy. exactly and nine out of times it just didn't work because a few me. of the messages so are from the game like. so you kind of trusted a lot of them yeah. but then you were like when you seen it was clearly just a drop you're like no fuck this yeah <laughs> oh, it's fantastic isn't it? i had another section the unanswerable questions which was um so we were talking about blight town earlier now i don't know if you mm. noticed this before but there you know the elevator so it's, it's operated yeah. by a dog is it yeah so really I, do you know this? i know exactly which elevator yeah i know that that place so well i could tell you every npc location in the storyline wise because sometimes they go there in the middle of like two quests and that's it but i have never noticed there's a dog in the yeah, elevator so after this like look it up and for anyone that hasn't heard about this yet either, yeah definitely check it out so I'm there's a there's like dog that runs the elevator in blight town it's just constantly walking you can't hit it with anything you can't kill it or anything but yeah there's no reason there's dogs around the area the fire breathing ones yeah yeah so the, but there's no reason to why mm. this dog is there and like people like went outside the map and tried to get to it, and it's just like in a box, you can't really kill it or anything. But you can look and you can see yeah. it. It is a dog operating the elevator. But I just I like to think like <laughs> stupid things of why the dog is there. Like, did it hump a black knight's leg and just get like banished there, <laughs> or did it like piss on like a gravekeeper or something like that? Like what person? <laughs> Tried to piss on the first flame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why Sif's in trouble. Maybe you try to do the same thing. Yeah, Who totally. knows? <laughs> but um, maybe there's there's an NPC outside of there. And she sells like pyromancies and things. And the dogs are like pyromancy based. So maybe she just thought, I really need a quicker way to get to the surface to sell my wares. Just going to chuck my dog inside this elevator. That'll power <laughs> go, it. Like go, a hamster go, go, wheel. Go. Like, <laughs> yeah, go, go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing can die there anyway, you know? Like, it just comes back. So you may as well put a dog there. If it dies, it just comes back, I guess, as another fire dog. Yeah, it was just fucking mental. I just, like, I was researching the game <laughs> and no, came across this whole big thing. And it's like, what does it mean? Why is there a dog there? Mm. Why did the developers put this in? It must be an Easter egg of some kind. It's just <laughs> fucking crazy. I actually, uh, I've, I've got a question for you, actually. I'd okay, like go for it. Um, what would you say your favorite boss was? Even if you don't know the name, if you can just remember kind of the fight. Oh, favorite boss. Oh, I always try to... Um, what is it the the hydra was that it the oh yeah we had to like it would be in the water yeah that was you had solid. to like try and destroy his head yeah. like, i never did it yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. always just like right i'm gonna test how good i'm getting it was always like a, a really good kind of test of strength and how yeah you could how, if you could do it you're like absolute boss i'm not a boss that's your, I've never like, done your it. measuring point you yeah know? so i mean yeah, once you got yeah. to this part in the game where you could you could challenge it because it was it, it was optional wasn't it uh yeah it's actually optional um unless you want to go to the dlc i believe i think you have to kill it if you want to go to the dlc yeah i think Um, you do i think it was that might be wrong but certainly the access is around there so 
yeah, so I love just, just like I would always try and do that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking suck at this game. <laughs> I'm not good, <laughs> so I never, I've not done it yet. But it's always a good point because if I think if I ever could kill it, then I would feel on top of the world, and that would be an amazing yeah, achievement yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, hardest I think in all of the series at all was probably the bloodborne dlc that there was the end boss Never of that it. is called orphan of yeah it's oh, called wait, orphan i of just Cost. i just seen a, a video about that like literally before oh, we started this podcast it's, it's very very hard and also extremely creepy like the whole thing he just screams all he's like Wah! like the whole time like these blood curdling screams and he's just a weird looking like kind of sludgy sort of skeleton thing and it grows these big wings and it's super it, fast d- as well the longest i got yeah i got stuck in that for the i think i maybe on average get stuck on a boss in dark souls for like four or five times like if it's really hard this one i was like at least in the 30 at least in the 40s like definitely it was ridiculous yeah it's hard but man. my favorite boss i think it's called the midnight oh no the nameless king that was it oh yeah, the yeah nameless yeah. king yeah, so you remember him from Dark Souls 3 when you get to the like the dragon sort of temple area and he's like an optional boss even in that sort of one. But um, he was ridiculously hard. Because one, you fight a massive dragon. He's riding a dragon at the start. Yeah, because so you, you got to get the dragon. I'm going to no, kill this you dragon. you got to kill the dragon first and then you fight him, don't you? You do. You have to hit him in the head as well. You can't be hitting the legs or anything. It That's has to be the head. Bullshit. And he's got a really weird attack and you get stabbed by the guy on top and stuff. But then after you kill him, you think, oh, it's going to be a bit easier at least it's not a massive dragon it's like nah it's like 10 times harder and then when you get into half health he's just like i'm gonna activate super saiyan now so you're fucked because right? he doesn't he start throwing <laughs> he like just, lightning at you super as well. oh god yeah he does like a big lightning spike thing comes from the sky oh. stabs you just he's so so quick that boss that if you're like me and you had the world's biggest great swords and no armor on was ridiculously <laughs> hard because i was like i'm going through the game with pretty much no armor and this huge great sword like like bigger than cloud's great sword you know but yeah. it was the buster sword so he was hard to hit because he could hit about eight times in the space i could swing the bloody thing <laughs> yeah no the, the, but, the know, bosses were great. nothing to fuck around with in these games it was just absolutely yeah. ridiculous so yeah i've definitely been wrecked by every single one of them but the hydro for me was good <laughs> the name was king it was yeah fuck that guy fuck the king yeah the king he, is he dead. Was hard man yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I think if you're listening to a podcast, you're probably going to expect spoilers, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we hope that the listeners have a degree of the degree of knowledge to the game that we're talking about. If not, mm-hmm. we've spoiled it whole for you. <laughs> I mean, we're going to maybe touch on like 1% of this like series as well, because there's so much in it. And I could talk forever about so many aspects, but... Uh, it's just not enough hours in the day. No, it's just I know. not. There's, there's, there's so much to them games. With, with the Soul series, I mean, there's so much you can dive into because we could do a whole brand new episode just on the lore, but mm-hmm. um, I think we're running out, of, running out of time for this episode at least. So We are. Yeah. So, Sam, I'd like to say thank you for coming on the podcast again and I'd want uh, you to plug yourself silly now. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm doing some streaming at the moment. You can stream on any of your preferred software. There's five different types of places you can stream from, like facebook live or twitch or blah 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 but uh what i'm doing right now is focusing on the last podcast we done uh, i'm doing an ocarina time run through some highlights and stuff there but after that's finished i will be doing a last of us run through 
following straight onto the last of us to run through when i get it at midnight on the day yeah um check it out nice it should be good we'll have a lot left so you can find him on all the streaming platforms uh, under the tag danger noodles um i'll leave links in the on our facebook and instagram and in the descriptions for you and yeah want to say thank you again sam for coming on talking dark souls with me yeah, thanks for having me again. Thoroughly enjoy these as usual, you know. Definitely. Uh, yeah, we've covered about 1%. We'll <laughs> maybe do another in future. Yeah, like. <laughs> definitely. So Sam's going to be quite a regular uh, guest on the podcast, so we can expect to see more, well, hear more from him in the future. But in the meantime, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Replay Gaming Podcast. We'll catch you next week for another episode. Thank you very much, guys. Bye.